0: hey everybody how you doing out there in podcast land welcome to the latest episode of sports frenzy 2.0 taping here july the 5th 2023 i hope you had a great july the 4th holiday hopefully had a long weekend i have to admit i had a long weekend and i was climbing the walls didn't have anything planned didn't have anything to do god help me i actually wanted to be back at work and save the time off for a concert or some other event there's only so much you can do fireworks working around the house working on the lawn there were some sports events that we will discuss dave's got the week off it's my fault I just needed to uh, decompress, so I'm putting together an episode uh, where, of course, I will still rant and rave and yell and curse and scream, but his wife just left for a long trip to France. I figured maybe he could use the downtime, the solitude, just like me, so just felt for once I needed to again decompress and do this on my own so dave will be back next week of course i'm going to save if he has any more nhl draft talk of course when we were taping last wednesday night they landed his team the blackhawks landed conor bedard so at least we know that monumental pick happened. By all accounts, a slam dunk. I know, wrong sport, but it's a sports cliche nonetheless. So we'll see, again, if he wants to talk any more about the rest of the Blackhawks draft next Wednesday night, the 12th of July. But yes, for now, you're stuck with me. And we do have a lot to talk about. Let's start off with the national pastime, baseball. Baseball had been very, very bad to me and Dave. Our teams are very close to identical right now, again, on July the 5th, 2023. Eerily similar as we've crossed over the halfway point. We're not to the all-star break yet. Of course, that's coming. Here in the next three or four days, but the Cubs are 39 and 45. Fourth place in the NL Central, seven behind the Cincinnati Reds. Dave Chicago White Sox are 37 and 50. Fourth place in the AL Central seven games behind the division-leading Minnesota Twins. So outside of the fact the Cubs are a little bit better record-wise, both teams in identical, pathetic positions in their respective divisions. News doesn't get any better for the White Sox. Starting pitcher Michael Kopech goes on the I.L. with shoulder issues. Now, in terms of the All-Star game, the White Sox got the requisite one selection, but very, very deserving. Luis Robert gets in, of course. He's tearing it up, having a career year, not getting much help from anybody around him in the, the lineup in terms of batting, not really getting much help in terms of pitching either. The Cubs somehow landed three players on the reserves for the National League, two of which I think are very, very well-deserved because both of these gentlemen are in the top, I want to say, six in ERA in the National League. Of course, we're talking about Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele. Now, Dansby Swanson getting picked as a reserve. mm, I'm not disappointed in him this year, his first year with the Cubs. I've always said I expect 270 and 20 home runs and solid defense. That's all I want. And that's what I'm going to get. He's on pace for about 19, 20 home runs. Needs to get the batting average up a little bit to get to 270, but he's not far off. He's a three or four game hot streak away from easily being able to attain those meager goals, those numbers that I have set for him. My my goal is basically, let's just make sure it's not another disastrous Jason Hayward contract. Okay. That's my goal in life. If Dansby Swanson can average 270, 20 home runs across his tenure with the Cubs, I'll be happy. And of course, I find out as I happened to dig into spot track the other day because July the 1st, Bobby Bonilla Day. Of course, we've still got a few years left with Bobby Bonilla Day as the Mets have to shell out approximately $1.19 million every July the 1st, to one Bobby Bonilla. Now, the reason I was digging around on Track, of course, the best website by far to go to for salary numbers in any of the major sports, they had a very interesting sidebar about the fact that Bobby Benia is not the only one who's got these, you know, the sweetheart kind of deal set up. Now I know Max Scherzer, I believe, is going to be getting paid for a long, long time by the Washington Nationals. The Orioles, actually, from what I could read in this this sidebar article, not only they're also paying Bobby Benilla but of course. Arguably the worst contract ever. Yes, possibly even worse than Jason Hayward. They owe Chris Davis an absolute ton of money, a crap ton of money. And he turned out to be an absolute waste. Looked like he was going to be this power hitter for the generations to come. And absolutely fell completely flat once he got paid. And, of course, that makes me think of the Cubs and how they're paying over $20 million this year. And I thought this was it. I thought this was it. This gets Jason Hayward off the books, right? Wrong. Spot Track showed me when I went to next year and looked at the Cubs' projected payroll for 2024. Oh, look, there's still $5 million in deferred bonus money. Sitting out there for one Jason Hayward. Ah can we ever be rid of this loser? Oh, but he great he gave the great speech during the rain delay in game seven. I don't care. That's one of the great myths of sports. Ooh. Rah, rah, guys. Let's go out and win one finally after 100 years of futility. I won't help. I'll do nothing but keep us down and bring us down with not only my play but with my enormously undeserved salary. But let's go, guys. Let's go, team. Kyle, Anthony, Chris, you guys pick me up. Aren't you inspired by my speech? Please get Jason Hayward off the books. Big-time injuries have struck Major League Baseball here over the past week or so. And they are not shocking and they are not surprising because it's the usual suspects. Now, earlier this year, of course, we already had Jacob deGrom go down. Ooh, shocking, shocking. And I still love to hear New York sports fans. Whoa, you realize that for a couple years there, he was the greatest pitcher ever to take the mound in, in baseball history. Oh, shut up. Just shut up. That's why I get fed up with New York fans and New York sports talk radio. The entitlement. The, oh, my God, the Yankees are so great. Oh, my God, the Mets had all these great players, even though they've really not won much. Oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers is going to win five Super Bowls. Shut up. How about you win something? here recently I don't know within the last what six seven years to my recollection I haven't seen any New York sports team win a title in the last six or seven years at least okay okay the injuries as I digress of course we talked about Aaron Judge And that hits the Yankees. Light hitting right now, trying to work his way back from a toe problem. Yankees are hanging on as much as I do not like Aaron Boone as a manager. He can guide them through to a certain point. He's like Dave Roberts with the Dodgers. How the Dodgers lose two or three this past weekend to the Kansas City Royals boggles my mind, boggles my mind. He got one, one title with that team. Aaron Boone, zero titles. But the two big injuries that happened this past week that I am referring to, of course, are... Clayton Kershaw of the aforementioned Dodgers, shoulder issues. He's on the IL. And Clayton Kershaw was having a magnificent year. But he has had a tendency to land on the IL at least once or twice every season, it seems like. And then, of course, Mike Trout. Mike Trout, a perennial long-term visitor to the IL. You knew it was only a matter of time. There was no way with the the specter of free agency hovering over Shohei Ohtani, there was no way the Angels were going to get through this year, break through this year, and actually make it to the playoffs as Mike Trout is now out six to eight weeks with a wrist injury. Rendon, of course, Anthony Rendon, another miserable contract. As Dave always talks about, we've gotta stop guaranteeing the money. Football's got it right. Anthony Rendon's hurt, Mike Trout's out, For almost two months, it looks like Shohei Ohtani's got a blister. Doesn't look like he's going to pitch in the All-Star game, but could hit. Very tricky situation for the Angels because if they start to fade and somebody steps up before the end of July offering a King's ransom for Shohei Ohtani, how can you not take it? Unless you are, you better be 70 to 80% certain you can re-sign him. And I don't think they are. Very, very tough spot for the Angels to be in. But in a lot of ways, they've created their own problems. This weekend... Of course, this episode will drop Thursday morning, July the 6th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, fantastic series. I hate to say it, arguably a preview of the World Series. Now, we know things change, injuries, as we just talked about, but the Atlanta Braves go down to that mess of a stadium in tampa bay to take on the rays the braves and the rays down in sunny florida except you won't see the sun because it's in what we used to affectionately call the tropicana dome before that the thunderdome braves at rays friday saturday sunday one of the few times you might catch me watching baseball outside of my pathetic cubs and speaking of the braves let's do positive here positivity in fact he is my clint eastwood badass of the week in sports that would be ronald acuna jr first player ever before the all-star break with 20 home runs, 40 stolen bases, and 50 RBIs. Yeah, I know, the perfectionists out there, the fault finders, it's not RBIs, it's RBI, it's runs batted in, not run batted ins. (laughs) Let us just sit back and praise Ronald Acuna Jr., Doing something nobody has ever done before. My Clint Eastwood Badass of the Week. Now, again, another historic feat. This guy can't be a badass, though, because he's awful, awful pitcher, but every once in a while comes up smelling like a rose somehow. Somehow got lit up i mean lit up the previous two starts domingo Herman of the new york yankees throws the 24th perfect game in major league baseball history back on june the 28th against yes the double a oakland a's but the news isn't all sunshine and roses for the Yankees as relief pitcher Jimmy Cordero has been suspended by major league baseball for the rest of the 2023 season for violating the league's domestic violence policy. Way to go, kid. Way to go. I don't even know if I can call him a kid. I believe he's 31 years old, but they'll never learn. They will never learn. All right, that's going to do it for baseball. Let's move on to the NFL. Couple, couple things to talk about here. Four more gambling suspensions handed down. Again, Dave went on a rant last week about this, and he was 100% right. How hard is it for you to understand the fact that you shouldn't bet on your own team and you shouldn't bet at work? But somehow, these guys just don't get it. And of course, it seems like the two teams that are getting hammered the most are, of course, the Detroit Lions and the Indianapolis Colts. We have a new NFL PA Executive Director, Lloyd Howell, takes over for DeMory Smith. Does that mean anything in terms of labor peace in the future? No. No, a union's involved, so we know there's never going to be labor peace. And then, of course, I don't know in what capacity he's going to serve, but J.J. Watt will be joining the CBS pregame show. I have not heard of anybody moving on, moving out. You've got James Brown, you've got Boomer, you've got Nate Burleson, you've got Phil Sims, and you've got Coach Cower. So I don't know where J.J. Watt fits in. And we'll revisit Mr. Watt later on in the show. You guys, over the last couple of years, you know, he's not my favorite person. I think he's snow snowed so many people he's kind of like the mike trout of the nfl always hurt overrated never won anything on every freaking commercial there for a while him and his family you could imagine first ballot hall of famer not in my book not in my book i don't think he deserved a lot of those defensive player of the year awards that he got i really don't college football to wrap up segment one here san diego state was in prime shape to pick and choose where they could go taking a step up from the mountain west could have jumped into the pac 12 Lots of options for San Diego state is my understanding. Football program is solid. The basketball program just got to the final four. San Diego state says, yeah, we're good with the mountain west. We're going to stay in the mountain west, basically rescinding their letter of intent to leave the conference. And the one thing I take away from that, kids, is the Pac-12 is in dire straits. If San Diego State saw something, saw the writing on the wall, that was a perfect fit for them, a perfect fit. And they opted to not go from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. They are looking at the implosion of the Pac-12. Now, one conference that is not imploding is actually growing. And despite the fact they're losing Texas and Oklahoma, I think they're getting better. The Big 12, of course, we knew this was coming, but officially on July the 1st, Houston, BYU, the University of Central Florida and Cincinnati officially join the Big 12. So again, we've had a little bit of a respite, a little bit of a break from these power moves. We're hearing rumblings and rumors again about the ACC and how their their future could be very shaky as Clemson, Florida State, and Miami are acting like they want out. Now they're stuck in a long-term deal. They got their lawyers, my understanding is, combing through each and every contract any rule book anything they can find to see if there is a loophole a way out because those three schools if they combine forces they could go wherever they wanted they could survive a move all the way out west because we know travel doesn't matter anymore if usc and ucla can join the big 10 then why can't clemson and miami and florida state join the pac-12 and in a way southern climate california climate i know it's a stretch it's a reach little tiny bit of sense makes a little tiny bit of sense we're we're not done we're not even close to being done again this is the lull This is the eye of the storm before it picks back up again. Outside of the SEC, and again, I think the Big 12 is now strong. The Big 10 is strong. I think the Pac-12 could be in their death throes, and the ACC is in serious trouble if those Big 3 schools find a way out of the miserable contract they're stuck in right now. That is it for segment one. Not even close to being done yet though, we've got NASCAR, we got to talk about the NBA free agency, ESPN, dropping talent left and right, like a dog shedding. We'll discuss that, of course, moments of silence and dumb asses of the week. I'm Kevin Crane, solo this week. Quick promo break, and I will be right back. Hey, kids, ready for a blast of dairy goodness? Pick up Sports Frenzy 2.0 milk at your local grocery store. Remember, when you drink Sports Frenzy 2.0 milk, you're not only enjoying a healthy treat, you're helping to locate missing sports heroes of the past and present. Our cartons and jugs feature pictures of Peng Shui, Ryan Leaf, and Sammy Sosa as we do our part to find the lost icons of the last 30 years. And don't forget our special weekend edition chocolate milk containers available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, because they feature celebrities like Lindsay Lohan, Helen Hunt, and John claude Van Damme. Pick up a gallon today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping here July the 5th, 2023. And I always wonder, the younger people out there, the younger generation, every time they hear me say taping, they're probably going, you're not taping. It's digital. I'm old school. I love being old school. We're taping here on July the 5th. 2023 this will hit thursday morning july the 6th the maestro flying solo this week through no fault of the conquistadors it's my call i needed some downtime i needed some space just felt the grumpy old man needed a week off needed to be alone but did not want to leave you guys hanging we never take a week off Somehow, some way, Dave or I will get not only the sports edition out, but the weekend edition. And where you might ask, can we find Sports Frenzy 2.0? Dave does it better. You'll have to deal with me. We are available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Apple, Overcast, Castbox. Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, and sadly, for now, about a month and a half before they leave us, leave us all forever, Stitcher, August the 29th, the last day for Stitcher as a podcast platform, sad, very sad, hate to see them go. All right, let's talk NASCAR. Let us talk about the inaugural, momentous, unbelievable, exciting Chicago street course race, the Grant Park 220. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere near calling it momentous and exciting. (laughs) Was it bad? No, it was all right and weather of course plagued the whole weekend shortening both the xfinity series race and the cup series race because of course there's no lights and part of me likes the fact that the dark horse the ringer out of nowhere shane van gisbergen won this thing in his very first Cup Series start. You would have to go back to 1963. That's right, kids. 60 years. Johnny Rutherford, the great open wheel Indy car driver, won at Daytona. Did not win Daytona itself, won one of the duels, which back in 1963, the duels counted as what we would say are points races so technically johnny rutherford won his first cup start and now we have shane van gisbergen and it looks like he's going to be coming full time after just this one impressive performance trying to line things up for 2024 Where he will come in full time into the Cup Series. Very intriguing. Very, very intriguing. And he was impressive. He was very, he moved up through the field. Of course, I was not a fan of the fact they announced they were shortening the race. They at least gave the drivers a little bit of time in terms of laps to catch up. But some of the drivers got hosed on strategy. But Shane Van Gisenberg, Gisbergen, sorry, very hard name to pronounce, Gisbergen. I keep wanting to call him Ginsberg, of course, after the, the late Supreme Court justice. But he drove up through the field, and he was impressive doing it. You can't take, this is not like a rain-shortened win for a Chris Boucher or a Bubba Wallace. This was a legit win. I think he would have won the race if they'd run the full distance. Of course, Denny Hamlin had the pole. He had issues. Lots of guys slamming into the tire barricades. Kyle Busch. Hamlin, I believe Kevin Harvick had a little incident, traffic jam. So again, it wasn't the worst race in the world to watch. I don't think the course layout, and Dave talked about this last week, was all that inventive. So we'll see. This was the first of a three-year deal. I don't know if there are outs, if there are loopholes. Again, we talked about the economics last week. Did not sound like it was the best deal for the city of Chicago. Great deal for NASCAR. Especially when you consider, of course, these metrics can be tweaked, greased, but supposedly... The Chicago street course race was the most watched NASCAR race on NBC in six years. Great. So that means more opportunities now for Steve Letarte to keep yapping. God, my parents always used to say, he's got diarrhea of the mouth. She's got diarrhea of the mouth. They're like, oh, that's a little gross, okay? Now I get it. That's what Steve LaTarte's got. Cole Custer is going to come up. Now, he's been in the Cup Series in the past. He's coming back up to run three consecutive Cup races for Rick Ware, starting this weekend with Atlanta. And of course, how could we get through without negativity, without the negative stuff? We had a contractor, a worker die electrocuted while setting up the Chicago street course. Still, compared to what we heard with the last Olympics and how many people died, how many workers and contractors died setting up all those facilities and those stadiums not trying to diminish at all the loss of life but our media of course has to focus on the negative people die every day I still wonder why why we haven't banned cars because of all the the people who die every day in automobiles And then, of course, we have an idiot, after everything was called on Saturday night, gets his car somehow on the course, driving around Saturday night on the street course. And, of course, he was arrested. Hopefully, met a lot of new friends in jail. Ha ha. Don't drop the soap idiot easily could have been one of our dumb asses of the week that leads us to race 19 coming up this sunday sunday night july the 9th 2023 it is the quaker state 400 from the little super speedway that could in atlanta Is it a super speedway? Is it not a super speedway? Is it a super speedway? Impressed that I have all eight of our panelists picks in. Especially impressive when you consider one of our panelists is overseas right now. And we'll get to that in a second. Majority rules. So, Aaron. Doug and Dave take Joey Logano. If memory serves, Mr. Logano won the Atlanta race earlier this year. Sam and Nick take Ryan Blaney, of course. Super Speedway, anything close to a Super Speedway, he is the man right now. Ryan Blaney for Sam and Nick. The big blue W, Bill and I are taking Chase Elliott. It's about time he breaks through and gets that win because you know, no conspiracy theories here, but you know NASCAR is going to figure out a way to get him a win so he gets into the playoffs. Why not Atlanta? He dominated this particular race last year with the next gen car. That's what I'm counting on. That's what Bill's counting on, Chase Elliott, for us, for Atlanta. And finally, Mrs. C, Jen is in France. Yes, France. Yet somehow she managed to get her pick in and get her pick in early instead of pushing it to the last minute like she normally does when she's just a few miles away from the Sports Frenzy studio every Wednesday night good for her. She takes Brad Keselowski for the Quaker State 400. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Of course, free agency kicked in shortly after we posted our last episode. Not a lot of shocking developments. The way the NBA is structured is basically set up to make it easy for you to re sign your free agents because you can offer them more money than anybody else. Of course, this later sets up the whole sign-in trades or the blockbuster trades when the players start to whine and cry and say, I don't want to play for you anymore. I don't care if you owe me $200 million. Figure it out. I want out. Figure it out. I want out. But I'm not talking about Damian Lillard. No, no. Or James Harden. No. Now, I I will back off a little bit on Damian Lillard. He's been very, very loyal to the Portland Trailblazers, and they have not really done the best job of surrounding him. They've tried to a certain extent, I won't say they've been awful, abysmal at it, but they also have not been the best. Was it C.J. McCollum they brought in, thinking those two could propel them through the West and just wasn't enough. And now I believe they've drafted Scoot Henderson. So it looks like they're going to rebuild around Scoot. And that means Damian Lillard is going to Scoot. But where is he going to go he he of course wants to go to either philadelphia to play alongside joel Embiid, or go down to miami to play alongside jimmy butler for pat riley and eric spolstra again the inmates run the asylum i heard somebody the other day make a great point after the news broke about lillard's trade request saying hey ship him out to the wizards ship him out to the rockets oh no we have to take care of him because he was so loyal to us for a decade no you don't no you don't you don't have to be loyal he's the one being disloyal technically So we'll see where Damian Lillard ends up. I mentioned James Harden, of course. We're looking at a sign and trade situation. Philly will probably re sign him and then ship him out to wherever he wants to go, even though he is an absolute cancer. I can't believe the New York Knicks have been mentioned as a destination. Again, I talked about how it's a lot easier in the NBA than probably any other sport to retain your free agents. Two examples. Draymond Green going back to the Golden State Warriors. Shocking. Four years, $100 million. I still don't like the Chris Paul thing, the Chris Paul situation. That's fine if they felt like they had to get rid of Jordan Poole. But I don't like, it doesn't feel right. I don't like the feel of Chris Paul with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and now Draymond Green returning to the fold. I just don't like it. And somehow, the quote-unquote smartest businessman in the world, Mark Cuban, idiot, You want to talk about an overblown egomaniac who gets more credit than he deserves for being such a genius? That would be one Mark Cuban. Kyrie Irving will stay with the Dallas Mavericks. Three years, $126 million, despite the fact that when they traded for him and brought him in to pair with Luka Doncic, they got worse they were well below 500 when those two were paired together so the genius the shark tank genius mark cuban says yeah let's just give him a blank check for three more years let's give him what he wants over 40 million a year 42 million a year to be exact for a guy who's even worse even more of a cancer than James Harden, that would be the deluded Kyrie Irving. I can't wait. Now that he's got his money for him to start grumbling and moaning and complaining and not showing up and posting stuff on social media about how he's persecuted and how nobody understands him. Oh, we understand you. You're a self-centered bigot. We all know that. The one move where a player actually did move from one franchise to another, sometimes a team is stuck with a lot of cap space. It's not the most fiscally sound strategy, but sometimes you spend that money to show the fan base that you are paying attention, that you do care, that you're trying to get better. And I, I'm i not opposed to the Houston Rockets signing Fred VanVleet. Of course, Fred VanVleet was part of that Toronto Raptors championship team, along with Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam. I don't have a problem with Fred VanVleet. Three years, $130 million, maybe I got a little bit of a problem with it. I'm not going to compare that contract to Kyrie Irving's. Yes, he got a little bit more money. But again, I think Houston overspent to, to make a gesture to their fan base, to show their fans, yes, we are trying. You might not believe it, but we're trying. They're still a long, long, long ways away from being anything close to a contender in the West. Now, hopefully in the East, my Orlando Magic are getting closer to being contenders. And hopefully the man who will shepherd that charge to the playoffs and beyond the new Magic General Manager, Anthony Parker. Real quick, let's talk about ESPN. Let's talk about the egos, the crazy, stupid money, how ESPN tried to basically hold cable companies streaming services hostage estimates were what ten dollars per customer they wanted for their package of channels well we're espn we're the worldwide leader and you haven't been any good for well over 10 or 15 years You gave us Keith Olbermann, for the love of God, and Scott Van Pelt, SVP. The dude looks like an alien but thinks he's the coolest man on the planet. Well, all the money they paid Pat McAfee here recently, all the money they paid Troy Aikman and Joe Buck last year, that has come to roost. Massive, massive layoffs at ESPN. The worldwide leader. Let's go of just let me rattle off some of these names Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, Max Kellerman, Todd McShay, Steve Young, David Pollock. Really good on the Saturday morning college football pregame show. And then finally, I want to kiss you the gorgeous and extremely talented Susie Culver. I will miss Susie Culver. I call it like I see it. I don't care you're a man, you're a woman, you're gay, you're straight, you're black, you're white. If you're good at your job, then you deserve all the praise. In the world, now I look at a guy like Jalen Rose and I go, "Bye bye, bye bye." Not really sad to see him go. Not sad to see the idiot Max Kellerman go. I did like Jeff Van Gundy. I thought he was fun, kind of a doofus doing the uh, the color commentary on the NBA games. Todd McShay, of course, the draft expert next to Mel Kuyper. I'm a football geek, so I'll miss Todd McShay. Steve Young, I think, not only one of the most underrated quarterbacks in history, but a very solid, solid commentator for the NFL. I mentioned David Pollock. I liked him on the college show in the mornings on Saturdays. And, of course, Susie Kohlberg. That's a lot, a lot of significant, significant on-air talent. You're cutting loose. Wow. Kind of blows me away. But again, when you give all the money to Pat McAfee, when you give all the money to Troy Aikman, when you give all the money to Joe Buck, This is what happens. This is what you get because people are starting to fracture. Even though, yes, ESPN has shelled out billions and billions of dollars for the rights to the college championship games. Has shelled out the NBA rights money. Still has a piece of Major League Baseball. Of course, has Monday Night Football. College football. That's a lot of moolah. To try to keep yourself number one to keep yourself at the top of the mountain to keep yourself relevant now we'll see what kind of next gen hacks they bring in and i'm telling you i saw a preview of it if you watched any of the nba draft here a couple weeks ago what a joke what a joke J.J. Reddick. Oh, we've got J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick, half the time he's very smart, half the time he's an absolute idiot. And then they, they have, I won't say anything beyond this, they have unqualified people on these draft shows just to check boxes, just to say, oh, look at us and how socially aware we are. Doesn't matter that you're dragging the broadcast down with stupidity. Of course, we had to have Jay Billis. Jay Billis is, of course, the Mel Kuiper of college basketball. And how insufferable was it to have two dookies? Yeah, I know. Ironic, right? Two dookies on the panel with Reddick and Billis. But again, this is the point I'm trying to make. The talent level is going to suffer. The debate is, does it matter? Should they've even given Joe Buck and Troy Aikman the money they gave them to lose all these other talented people who they could have spread out across multiple broadcasts and multiple sporting events? Do people really tune into Monday Night Football to watch Troy Aikman and Joe Buck? Or are they tuning in to watch the product on the field? What little what little tiny insignificant ratings bump you get? Is it really worth the tens and millions of dollars that you gave to those two? And I love Buck and Aikman. Don't get me wrong, I love them. But I'm not tuning into Monday Night Football. To listen to them, I like Lewis Reddick. I like Steve Levy, Brian Greasy. I had no problem with them. And I guarantee you, they cost you a whole hell of a lot less than Buck and Aikman. All right, we are going to do a very short third segment again. It's on me. I'm alone. I'm solo this week. Dave was more than willing to do the show. Just needed some downtime, needed some space. All you younger folks know what I'm talking about. Because you guys seem to need your space every five minutes. I need it like once a year. Moment of silence and some dumbasses coming up in an abbreviated third segment. Hang out for just one more quick promo break, and I'll be right back. Hi, my name is Kyrie Irving, NBA superstar of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, the Boston Celtics. Uh, Whoops. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Damn. Dallas Mavericks. And while I may leave a trail of wreckage wherever I go, I still like to spend my off time listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. And if you don't like it, it's not my fault. It's your fault. Hell, nothing's ever my fault. Kyrie is never, ever wrong, people. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap things up here on Sports Frenzy 2.0, July the 5th, 2023, hitting Thursday morning, July the 6th. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. We talked about where you can find Sports Frenzy 2.0 and the weekend edition, the various platforms, of course, Stitcher leaving us here in about a month and a half. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page. If you miss an episode, shame on you. How dare you? You can always find our baseball picks for the week and our NASCAR picks for the week on our Facebook page. Again, because Dave is not going to be joining me for the weekend edition, going to try to keep as many promises as I can in terms of content that we made to you last week. I will say that we'll probably hold off for a week on reviewing Evil Dead Rise because that franchise is near and dear to both of our hearts. So I want to do that review with Dave. So I'm going to sneak in most likely a review of an Amazon Prime movie. was in theaters briefly, a movie called The Retaliators. Kind of a Death Wish feel to it. So I will stay in the kind of sorta horror genre, give you a review of the retaliators this weekend. Of course, the weekend edition hits every Saturday morning. In this case, it will be July the 8th. Music again, going to do the best I can to save what I can so Dave and I can review it together. TV is a little bit easier. He and I don't necessarily watch the same shows, at least right now. So I can give you my, my breakdown on stuff like Black Mirror and Beavis and Butthead. Um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And then when he gets back, he'll talk about the shows he's watching. Now that will change within the next couple weeks because we both will review each and every week new episodes of What We Do in the Shadows and Justified City Primeval. But let's get back to sports for a couple minutes and then we will send you on your merry way. One moment of silence. Vince Tobin, Arizona Cardinals head football coach back in the day led them to the playoffs in an upset victory over the dallas cowboys i do believe bringing the cardinals back into some semblance of prominence in football in the nfl so of course thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of vince tobin as i mentioned at the top of the show We'll see if Dave next week wants to get into the the belly of the beast when it comes to the NHL draft, give you his breakdown of the Blackhawks picks. You guys know me. I'm not a big hockey guy, so I don't hate it. It's fine. I'll usually watch the Stanley Cup finals at least a game or two. But regular season doesn't do anything for me. It's kind of like the NBA in that respect. So, in the immoral words of Ross Geller, each and every week, we tell you, after moments of silence, it is time to pivot! Pivot! We go from being solemn and being mournful to calling out the assholes and the idiots of the world. Yes, it is time for the Red Foreman Dumb Asses of the Week. Now, don't have a lot. Got three. We could have had more. Like I said, the guy who drove onto the Chicago street course Saturday night definitely could have been a dumbass. the four additional NFL players getting gambling suspensions, they could have all been dumbasses. Mark Cuban for re-signing Kyrie Irving, one of many reasons he could have been a dumbass. But these are the three we have left. Two of them are tied into stories from earlier in the podcast. Number one, we talked about J.J. Watt, how he is going to be on the CBS NFL pregame show. Except he thought he'd make a funny, I'm J.J. Watt, I'm going to make a funny joke, ha ha, funny, funny. This is why social media in the hands of dumbasses is a very dangerous thing. J.J. Watt initially posted in his announcement that he was joining CVS. Yes, the pharmacy chain. Ho, ho, JJ Watt, I'm a funny guy. Dumbass. Get a clue and get a joke. Get a better joke. How about that? We talked about ESPN. Of course, the layoffs, all the people getting fired, laid off. One of those employees. And this is why ESPN ultimately earns a dumb ass of the week award even though they're dumb for having to cut ties with all of these talented people because they can't manage their money they overspend on the few to the detriment of the many to the detriment of their subscriber base to the detriment of their audience but it especially hit hard for one ashley brewer ESPN laid off ashley brewer the week of her wedding if you remember i believe he played for wisconsin basketball star frank kaminsky she's marrying him supposed to get married well they did they got married it's not like they broke up because of this but Probably didn't make things a lot easier. The week of their wedding, ESPN lays off Ashley Brewer as she's about to marry Frank Kaminsky. Yes, the business world is a cruel, cruel place. But again, because ESPN is so reckless and stupid with their spending, they get, for this particular instance among many others more to come i'm sure espn you're a dumbass this week then finally what would the fourth of july be without a pampered spoiled idiotic professional athlete trashing america yeah the country that obviously has given them the right to play a professional sport and get paid to play a sport let's denigrate that country especially after what we just saw happen with Britney Griner in the WNBA let's have another WNBA dumbass come out right on the 4th of July right around the 4th of July and say our country is trash the WNBA's Natasha Cloud Our country is trash. Yeah, our country is trash because of idiots like you. You don't have a political science degree. You're not smarter than everybody else. You just wanted some attention, some hits on a social media page. You're a moron, and I will say it, and I don't care. You can't say that. That's not right. Leave the country if you don't like it move go somewhere else you seem to think there's so many other places out there that are better when it comes to human rights infant mortality rates she brought up then go there what's stopping you you have a better opportunity to do that than most you've got the money to pack up and leave but you don't you know why cuz you know you're full of bullshit This country is still, for all of its flaws, and there are a lot, still better when it comes to human rights than most of the countries around the globe. But because you're a whiny, little petulant, social media-obsessed brat, you got to throw out, this country is trash. No, you're trash. Pack up and leave. Take Madonna and Bette Midler with you. And that's going to do it. Sports Frenzy 2.0. Done. The Sports Edition is done. Don't forget to check out the Weekend Edition. Saturday morning. Again. We'll be talking Beavis and Butthead. Wrapping up Season 2. Reviewing the movie The Retaliators. Talking about... The third episode, season six of Netflix's outstanding Black Mirror. Talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Again, music still up in the air. Maybe, possibly, I'll go ahead and review Aaron Jones. Kind of want to save it for Dave, but he might need to play catch up on that one. Again, my fault, not his. You guys... Have a great short week. Again, hopefully, you didn't have to work at least Tuesday. Hopefully, you had Monday and Tuesday off. Keep in mind, we're almost to the weekend. How about that? The wonders of a short work week. We will be right back here next week for you talking about the best and the worst. In the world of sports, I am the maestro Kevin Crane. Take care. We will talk to you in seven days. Unless you listen to the Weekend Edition a few short days away. See ya.